Days or MVP Christian Sports Podcast with dudes who just talk about sports and Jesus. What's better than that? I'm your moderator, Cola Masters, joined alongside the boys, our local sports enthusiast, Nathan Wetzel, an absolute gem on the diamond and local Kansas City Chiefs and Royals fan. Hello. Also joined by Jaden Klug, future preacher and local Dolphins and St. Louis Cardinals fans, like to make everyone else angry by winning absolutely everything. Good morning, folks. And then, as well as Zach Klug, our Army boy is currently residing in Augusta, Georgia. Hello, I'm, I'm back. And then lastly, I'm Cola Masters, the married man. A little bit about this show, the MVP stands for Men of Valor and Praise. We're a bunch of Christian guys who love to talk about Jesus and like to talk about sports as well. So let's start it off with the Jesus part. Zach, take it away. So uh, today we're in Romans 14, 13. Uh, this is a passage of something that uh, kind of was very eye-opening to me, um, especially with a lot of the stuff that's going on in our modern world. Uh, and it says, Therefore, let us not pass judgment onto one another any longer, but rather decide to never put a stumbling block or a uh, hindrance in the way of a brother. I know I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus uh, that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. Uh, and that passage kind of stood out to me because there are times uh, when people oppose uh, my ideologies or things or value different things than I do and I somewhat uh, judge them for it or they put on restrictions that aren't necessarily uh, in the Bible. Um, but in reality, we should not really be uh, condescending on those ideas even though sometimes uh, they do offer negative reasons but for other times, they could be stumbling blocks for others that we just don't know about. Um, and, you know, that kind of hit me hard because I was like, I've always said, oh, well, that's just not in the Bible, you know, like, why should I have to worry about it? But I don't realize that maybe in that person's life, that could be a stumbling block for them. And maybe we should, you know, um, love on them and try and help them through their situation rather than uh, condescending them from them making up kind of their own uh, rules. But, you know, I, what else I got out of this is if you do have zombie box, maybe it is good for you to put up certain restrictions to uh, allow you to not sin. What do you guys think about that? The verse, the scripture that you gave kind of reminded me of a verse that I did a study on for a while. That was Matthew 7, 5. And it was, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So I think in order to be able to help people in the way that we want to, and to create the positive environment of the church that we so heavily need in our lives and are called to be a part of, I think starting with yourself is really where that goes. And um, a lot of us have done some counseling with some kids at Punk Bible Camp and things like that. And um, the foundations of what even the kids struggle with is a lot of what we struggle with. So I think a big part of helping others is really just helping yourself and finding ways that you can cope and finding ways to work on, you know, what you're really struggling with. And I think that um, having that ability to find your own ways to beat the struggles can really help your friends with theirs. Yeah, and Jade, I'm really happy you brought that verse up because I really like that verse. I've used it a lot to help myself and to help others in situations. And I think that is a pretty big problem that a lot of people have now. They um, focus less on themselves because they want to avoid their problems or they just don't know really how to handle it, but they still try to go out and help others. And while that's all good to go and try to help others, you always need to focus on yourself and make sure that you know, you're in the right headspace and you're in the right place because it's hard to help others when you're not really helping yourself. Yeah, that's like, that's a pretty big spot right there. Um, yeah. And some people, like, it, it's it's hard because, like you said, a lot of people focus on themselves nowadays, and maybe some other people's problems seem more, I guess, worse than your own, when in reality, um, God calls us to have no sin, and obviously that's not possible because we're human and we're imperfect, but... Um, all sin is equal like you can't I mean obviously some things are worse than others in like our society but all sin is sin and so you, you can't really judge other people's wrongdoings as worse than yourself even though they may be in the, the like modern day idea but in God's eyes it's all the same thing so instead of just judging other people you have to kind of think about it and like retrospectively and 
Yeah, and you know, this verse kind of made me think like, uh, you know, we, we, we need to like love on one another and help each other get over those uh, sins that we struggle with. Um, and a specific situation that's made me think about is, you know, some people really have struggles with alcohol. And, you know, in the church, you really have the pro-drinking side and the anti-drinking side. And they're never going to meet in the middle because, you know, the pro-drinking side said, oh, well, Jesus drank wine and the anti-drinking side is like, well, what's it, what good is it doing in your life? And then, you know, the, the pro-drinking side wonders why, like, the anti-drinking side, like, has those restrictions on their life, but, like, it's not in the Bible. And that kind of made me think about this situation, like, never put a stumbling block in the way of a brother. If he thinks it's a stumbling block, then don't put it in his way, right? So it, it really also kind of depends person to person. You know, if, if people struggle with sin, don't condemn them for allowing them to have, have boundaries um, that keep them not to sin. And so we should, should love one another and focus on, you know, kind of our own problems, like Jaden said, get the log out of our own eye uh, before we help others. Well said, Zach. Alrighty, well, moving forward, passages part, we've got some interesting baseball news this week. Um, just developed yesterday, actually. It was something that we were keeping our eye on for the last couple days, but big trade in the NL Central with Nolan Arenado, a, an absolute gem, all over the field, all in all types of uh, the game, defense and offense, got traded to the Cardinals yesterday in just lots lots of stuff going on with that yes that was a very big trade that happened yesterday and i was shocked but not shocked because last year they had a lot of talk about nona nolan arenado maybe being traded and the cardinals were a massive suitor for him um he loves the city of st louis and i think that's really where he wanted to go it's kind of to me it kind of feels like the deshaun watson situation from the texans he wasn't really a huge fan of the rockies organization and he signed that huge contract extension last year but i i do really just think he wanted out um so he kind of got the trade he was looking for going to the cardinals they have a really good team now i know zach Jaden, and all my st louis friends are very excited about all that but we'll see what happens I think there was some really, really weird stuff going on with that trade. I mean, the the Rockies did get, um, Nathan pointed out, a, a couple um, prospects as well as very large lump sum of money. But, I mean, you look at Arenado's stats. I mean, he's played with the Rockies for the last eight years. Five-time All-Star. He's an eight-time Gold Glover. So he's won it every single year he's been in the league, by the way, in an NL in the National League, who is not shy of third-base talent. I mean, Josh Turner. Um, Manny Machado. Exactly. Well, he didn't play in the National League. Oh, yeah, last, last couple years. But, I mean, Machado plays in the NL. Who else can we think about? I mean, Sandoval was in the NL. I mean, he was never a great third baseman. But, yeah. But, I mean, he played for the NL for a long Carpenter time. Mike had a good year at third once. Exactly. So, I mean, the, the NL was, like, always stacked with infielders. So, an eight-time goal glover, four-time silver slugger. So, he's not only, like... On the defensive side, just flashing the leather all over the place. I mean, he can swing it. He has 40 homers well. every year. And yeah. he's going to put up 40 home runs this year. And not, the season for well, yeah. yeah, exactly. He puts and, up 40 home runs every year. And, like, he's a four, he's an eight-time gold lover and a four-time platinum glove winner. And to those who don't know what a platinum glove is, it's literally the best defender in the league. Um, Alex Gordon won the platinum glove one year for the Royals. Twice. twice. He won it twice. He won, twice. Twice he won it last He won it this year. Exactly. Yeah, he won it this year for flashing the leather. Um, it was also his last year, so there may have, really been, cool, yeah. may have been some charity in that. But still, <laughs> four-time platinum gold glove or a, a platinum winner. So the half the time he's been in the league, he's been the best defender in the entire National League, and then a three-time National League home run winner, and a two-time National League RBI leader, and he hit for the cycle. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's literally a complete package, and I feel like the Cardinals got him for a steal. Yeah, you definitely got him for a steal. I mean, if you get any star athlete like that, Especially, you don't have to give up a top-ten prospect. I mean, that's a steal. We have to give, we have to give up one top-ten prospect, and the only thing... And well, we also don't have to pay for him for the first two years because we got $50 million on top of it. Yeah. I don't know what the Rockies were thinking. I'm not complaining at all. But we don't have to pay for a guy who's going to hit 40 home runs and potentially win a ninth gold glove in a row. Like, that's insane. Like, what we're, like what is Colorado doing? Like, rebuild? And the prospects they even got, like, they didn't get any big-name prospects. They got our number nine and nine and then on. Like, and they got four. 
like this was not a good trade by the Rockies by any means, but I am not complaining at all because I think the Cardinals are going to the series now. I think we are so much better than the rest of the NL Central. The division is weak. We they got, are weak. Uh, the, almost the worst division in baseball right now. That's strange. Yeah. They're using the best. There, it's usually the best division in baseball. Now it's the worst division in baseball. I mean, we got Mike Mikolas coming back, who led the NL in wins in 2018. We got Jack Flaherty, who was a top 10 pitcher uh, last year. And then we got Adam Wainwright, who's always been a stud. Who's never going to retire. That, that veteran Charlie. presence is always good, though. And then we got, you know, Carlos Martinez, who's good about 50% of the time. <laughs> And, you know, we got that fifth roster spot, or the fifth uh, spot in the rotation, but I think the Cardinals got a good team this year. I mean, we got a dude who's throwing 104 in the bullpen. Like, I mean, we're set. If we can get things going offensively, then I think we can really make a run at it. I agree. I'm, I'm glad you agree. I'm glad that you I, I'm not glad you agree. I do not need any more, you know, help for the Cardinals fans to be very excited about their baseball team every single year. But, you know, I'll always hold it against them. The Royals have definitely won a World Series a lot more recent, and they've been to two ever since the Blue uh, Cardinals have been there. (laughs) Yeah, so we, we still got a lot. We got a lot over the Cardinals. And don't even bring up your 11 because, what, nine of them were in, like, the 60s before the Royals were even a team. Exactly. So that doesn't really count. Alrighty, so I guess that's... We've been to like four since 2000 now. Yeah, but you won one? Yes, we've lost to the Red Sox on multiple occasions. (laughs) Two. Oh yeah, two. You're right. You're right. But hey, 2015, 2014, we were there. Alrighty, that's gonna... Wrap up the baseball we side. Still have twice the amount. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like the more I say, Zach, you're going to continue to chime in. So we're going to move on past the baseball part. Um, yeah, so we don't have a ton um, in the other parts of the sports world with uh, the NFL having a week off celebrating the the Pro Bowl. Oh, but the, we forgot to mention the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Of, of course, of yes. Of course, can't I mean, forget that. Had to be living under a rock Jeez. if you didn't see that. Yeah, just the back best door. news of the world. Yes. We got the dream Super Bowl matchup. Yes, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Versus Patrick Mahomes. The GOAT the versus the kid. We've had this year. We've had matchup, Josh yes. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. And Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Or, uh, yeah. That, not, that, no, that was no, Jerry no, Goss. Yeah, Jerry Quite Jerry. a terrible game. But, dude. You had Aaron Donald had, going like, up against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, there we go. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Ramsey versus. <laughs> of yeah, I felt like he was just, he was just gonna say Jalen Ramsey. Like he was just gonna say, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your one for the week, Zach. Good job, buddy. Uh, you don't even know. He's coming up later, boys. Yeah, uh, NFL doing their Pro Bowl festivities today. Pro Bowl in quotations because there's yeah. not actually playing a game. And then the Super Bowl, of course, next week. So expect a sort of Super Bowl special. Yes. Um, I, I, I will, yes. We will have a lot to yes. say about that next week. Yes. But and the now. giveaway will happen next week. We just didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Maybe it would be some cheap stuff. Yes, giveaway, giveaway and next week. For another junior. neat, not neat, because I switched to night shift and was very tired. So back to regular programming <laughs> next week, we promise. Yes, sir. All right, in the meantime, switching over to something – uh, to kind of, you know, just talk about sports in general. We've we've compiled a list of our top sports moments as well as our top athletes throughout the entirety of the sports world. And so we're starting off with the our favorite sports moments because some of them could be repeats. So coming in, let's have Zach go first. Zach, what are your favorite sports moments? Top three in the entirety of the sports world. All right. Um, I, I just would like to make a suggestion. Can we let Jaden go last? Save the best for last. Cause... Of course. I'm Always. Guys, I'm most looking forward to his answer. Nobody cares about my answers, but... I, I care about your answers, Zach. Anyways, number three. Thank you. Number three. Uh, this is the moment where I think I truly fell in love with football. Like, I've always liked football, but this is the moment that made me fall in love with football. And that's the kick six. Alabama, Auburn. Uh, tie ball game. Alabama goes out for a 59-yard field goal with a kicker who's never kicked in his life before. And uh, Chris Davis returns it 110 yards for a touchdown. 
it was so cool. You know, I was watching it with my parents, and that's the moment where I think I really fell in love with football. Uh, number two, uh, one of my first moments I've been I can remember uh, staying up past ten o'clock. My parents never let yes, me stay up past ten o'clock. Yes, sir. Late night. My dad night. let me. My dad. Yes, sir. Late nights. My dad let me stay up for this one, and uh, it was the David Freeze Game Six of the 2011 NLC NLCS, uh, where he hit the walk off home run in the bottom of the 11th inning, uh, where the game came down to the last strike twice. No, that was uh, a World Series game, Zach. And David Freeze twice got out of it, and uh, yeah, that was that was Game Six. That was Game Six. That was Game Six of the World Series. I apologize. Um, yeah, because they were playing Texas, and our backdoor neighbors were Texas Rangers fans, and we went and uh, we put a ghost in their front yard wearing a Texas Rangers hat on a stick, and we thought that was the funniest thing ever, uh, because because they hung a banner on our house that said "Go Rangers" earlier that week. So, and then number one uh, was Jeff Gordon's last win at Martinsville. Um, he, you know. In NASCAR, he's probably the what what I recall is the best of all time. Um, in his final season with three races left, he won a race, which is very hard to do in your last season. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, most people say is the best of all time, but he didn't win his last three seasons. Jeff Gordon won his last three races okay. uh, and made it to the championship. He didn't end up winning the championship, but it really sealed uh, up a great career, especially with an underdog victory like that. So those are my top three sports moments. Alrighty, I'll go next because mine are actually pretty similar. Um, my third one is the um, infamous Joe Buck moment, the uh, we will see you tomorrow night. This is Zach's, um, uh, the David Freeze World Series home run. Um, that was one of the first moments I remember staying up and watching a baseball game as well. Um, not many times uh, did I get to watch other things like that. One, because the Royals weren't very good and everyone at my house liked the Royals. Um, <laughs> And so, whenever they weren't playing, we didn't we didn't um, bother to stay up and watch. At least I wasn't when I was shoot whenever I was like eight or nine. Whenever that was happening, but that was one time I remember that I was out. That was so cool. Yeah, and I was out with my. Do you remember the camera was shaking with how many, how many people, people were screaming and cheering? Yeah, it was insane. Um, I do remember that. I remember um, it came. That's when it came down to like all Texas had to do is get one one strike, and they win a World Series for the first time. Ever right? They never won. Oh yeah, they were up by two. Yeah, exactly. Did they have that one strike away like two. three twice. times against Lance Berkman, who hit? Well, actually, David Freeze had it twice. He had yeah. a triple the first time. They had it three times. And then Berkman hit an extra Double. base hit, and yeah. then and then Freeze did it again. Yeah, the the te- the Rangers they really blew that World Series. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I'll be honest, I was totally rooting for them because I was never gonna root for the Cardinals, and they had like Josh Hamilton and Michael Young. You know, Josh Hamilton actually killed someone one time. I accident though um he hit a he hit a home run and there was this this pair of fans it was uh, a younger kid and his grandpa and he hit the home run um and he went the grandpa went to reach over the railing to catch the home run ball and he fell over and landed on some concrete and died because of his injuries so completely inadvertent i mean it could have been anyone but it was josh what a way to go out it was it was josh hamilton's home run ball that eventually did him in oh wow that's rough yep so yeah, that was my number three moment. Um, I want to go out like that. <laughs> Decent way to go out. That's my dream. Okay. Did he catch the ball? Uh, I'm catch it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I, don't, I have no idea. But imagine like the like the, the kid. New just, goal like, in life. <laughs> all right. Um, my second one is the kick six. Um, I knew you were gonna say that, Zach. Whenever you did yours, I'm like that is an absolutely iconic moment. Um, that would have been, it was the end of November, that's when the Iron Bowl is, um, and I was over at my, I was over at my great-grandpa's house for Thanksgiving, and this was when Alabama was on top of the world, I mean, they still are, but this is when they were really, really, really good all the time, and this is also when Auburn was really good as well, and the Iron Bowl was a huge deal, um, I mean, the Iron Bowl is still a pretty big deal now, but Auburn's not as good as they were, um, both teams are really good. Auburn only lost. Oh no, Bo Nix is pretty cool. Well, that, that is true. Yes, um, <laughs> Auburn only lost. Like Bo Nix, I mean, come on, that's Auburn up and down. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh. and Auburn only lost one game that year, and so going in, Chris Davis, 109 yard return, 
insane. absolutely insane moment where like, I remember celebrating that with my family just being like oh my gosh that seriously just happened so you should just watch that and like at first like you see something like that and you're like like the first 20 yards you're like okay okay mm-hmm. you're looking cool and then like you get to like the 40s like okay you might actually do it and then he gets a couple blocks and he's like absolutely gone and you're like Oh my gosh. All you can do as like a fan and like yeah, I wasn't a fan of either team, but all you can do as a fan is expect like oh there's totally a flag there. There's not a, not a chance that just happened and like it did. It did happen. No flags. Yeah. All right, and then my best moment paint you a picture, October 27th, 2015. It's my birthday. My my grandpa has taken me to just a Royals game, just any other Royals game, you know, not just like game one of the World Series or whatnot. <laughs> Bottom of the ninth inning. Royals are down by one, facing the Mets in the World Series. Debatably one of the best closers of the year, Jaris Familia on, he was the best closer. on the mound. I think he only had two or three blown saves the entirety of the year, which is absolutely insane, knowing that he played 162 games a year. He gets up there, facing debatably one of my favorite athletes of all time, Alex Gordon. And you know why? He's like one of my favorite athletes. He's never superstar good, but he's also never the worst of all time. He's always just been a good player, um, good team player at least. Steps up in the box, Jeff Familia, tries to quick pitch him. I can remember exactly where I was sitting. Everyone else starts to leave. There's one out in the bottom ninth down by one. There's, they have no confidence the Royals will come back. But then, sure enough, Gordon tees off on the quick pitch, sends it. Sends it over the wall, ties it up, and the Royals end up winning the game and the series. So, I mean, that is definitely my base, my my best sports moment on my birthday. I was in person to see it, and it was just absolutely legendary. And then my my background for like three years was Alex Gordon stepping on first base, holding up holding up the one, pointing, yes, to, sir. pointing to everyone else, knowing like he's so selfless. He's giving it all back to the fans. He's like, hey, this is this is all for you guys because it hasn't been. What thirty Wasn't years? Wasn't that your Instagram way. profile picture? It, it while very while. well could have been. <laughs> I, 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 it very well could have been. But oh, I, yeah. I, I was so in love with that moment. It was insane. For but, some reason, that's what I picture your Instagram as. Well, it's, it's not like that anymore. Yes, any Kansas City Royals fan has just got to love that moment. Insane moment. So you know, I'll just follow up and I'll just you know talk about mine then. So I'm just gonna be real with y'all. I I have my top you know three here. Not, uh, I'm so I'm conflicted on them, and I'll just say this before I even start: the Royals 2015 World Series, the run in 14, and the Chiefs Super Bowl runs the last couple years and drafting Mahomes, just no matter what, will always rank above everything else. But we're not talking about you know the coolest your team moment. That we're talking about the World Series. Go ahead. The, like the Super Bowl is a given. Like that's obviously like the best feeling. Exactly. When your yes. Team wins. But so these are like moments, like just brief. Yes. Moments. So yeah, there's my disclaimer. We got those are always going to rank above. So don't don't come back at me and be like, oh, you don't like the Chiefs Super Bowl and you know all those the AFC Championship games the last two years that you were at and all this stuff. I'm like, no, those, those were awesome. They're the best, but that's not what we're talking about here. So here we go. Number three, because it's not Chiefs or Royals, so I'm not going to rank it above my Chiefs and Royals moments, was the um, Minneapolis Miracle. Mm. I remember watching that, and it was 2017, if I'm correct. I was watching that in my basement, staying up late, and it was Drew Brees and the Saints. And, you know, I wasn't rooting for them because they're the best team, and I was just like, no, this just this isn't it. You know, they just, they just need to lose. The Vikings were cool. I love their colors, so they were cool. And I'll get to it more later. I love Stephon Diggs, and this is why. He caught that pass, and it was just – it was incredible. And I was so shocked that they let him just – Pretty like, much mocked like all those guys. Looking like Marcus Peters out there playing defense. Yeah, and the guy tried to, you know, hit his legs and totally missed. And wide open field, gets there. The screen, everything, everything's just shaking. That stadium was rocking. And Stefan Diggs chucks his helmet. And it's just such a cool moment. And I would, I would maybe say that that was one of the main reasons I got into football. And football, you know, the Chiefs are my life now. So big, huge moment. That's my number three. You know, number two, because Chiefs are my life right now, but the Royals have been my life all, all my life, so I'll rank the Royals number one. Uh, a couple years ago, the Chiefs had a Christmas game against the Denver Broncos, mm. and my grandpa, 
Christmas morning, texted me and my brother and said, hey, I got tickets for the Christmas game tonight. Merry Christmas, you guys wanna come? Of course we said yes, there's no way we were passing that up. So, you know, very surprised by that, very excited. We get to the game, a lot of stuff happened that game. I took a picture of Eric Berry. He was, you know, praying in the end zone. That was a very cool moment. And then uh, they had a fan run out on the field. So that was, that was hilarious. He got lit up by, you know, one of the security guards. Funny moment. But the best moment in the moment I'm yes, ranking on my list. First half of the game, you know, it's going okay. You know, the Chiefs were winning. They threw a pass. Alex Smith threw a pass to the sideline. Travis Kelsey caught it, made a couple moves, takes it to the house. That place was rocking. And I mean, I knew the Chiefs had, you know, the reputation for a loud stadium. And that was just, that's when I fully experienced Chiefs games and just really knew that I loved the Chiefs and that I wanted to, you know, be at the games whenever I could. And I would be invested in this team, you know, forever. So that was a great moment. I love Travis Kelsey. That was really cool. So then my first, my number one moment, I was gonna, you know, take Coles because I love Alex Gordon. He's my favorite player of all time. I've always liked him since, you know, 2010, whenever he first came up. But I won't take his home run. That was a really cool moment. I love it. But my favorite moment, because I was at this game, was in 2014. The Royals were doing really good for the second half of the season, and it was mid-September, I think. We're at the game. Stadium packed. It was rocking in there because, you know, Kansas City fans are the best. We come back in, you know, the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, win that game, and it got us, shot us in the first place in the division for the first time in years. So game ends, Gerard Dyson does a flip in center field, a backflip. That's when he started doing flips. Super cool moment. Sungwoo Lee, he came up from, you know, South Korea. He held up his the W sign that they had the guy oh, do yeah, every year. Of course, yes. I remember that. That was just such a cool moment. The, the Royals, you know, you never see a team celebrate unless it's, you know, for the playoffs or they get stepped in the playoffs. The Royals, you know, celebrated on the field for that. And it was just a very cool moment. So, I'll, since I was at that game, I'll rank that as my number one moment. But, yeah, because I've been to a lot of Chiefs games. I've been blessed to go to a lot of Chiefs games in my life. So, all those rank first above everything else. But... Those are my top three moments. All right, big boy. All right. I'm about oh, to. Can't wait. I'm about hey, can to. I, can I make a prediction? Sure. Okay. For number three, Fitzmagic touchdown pass. Number two, Tony Romo's first time announcing. Number one, mm. Tony Romo's first touchdown pass. <laughs> you would never one would have to be Tua. You would never say Fitzmagic touchdown. That would give too much praise. Yeah, I, I, I have to make sure that Tua stays on top. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I, I made a list of honorable mentions while y'all were oh going about <laughs> your business. Wow. Thanks and, for listening to us, Jaden. <laughs> and, and guys, like, I had these two in my top three, but I'm not one to repeat. So my, I, I did the Auburn versus Bama, the kick six, because you got to appreciate that. And then I also had the freeze home run. But I was kind of going through, and I like utter and complete domination in sports, okay? So my moments had to be moments where the other team is flat out embarrassed. So my other honorable mentions include Mayweather versus McGregor. <laughs> the Fitzpatrick pass okay. honorable mention I would never put it in the top three because of Tua when Pitt State came out in a wide yes, out sir. game yes, and sir. the other team could not even line up and make a play call and the squirrel on the field in the World Series. The rally squirrel. <laughs> those, those were a couple of my honorable mentions for you. Parents alma mater. Yeah. State. That was a good game. But here are undoubtedly the three greatest moments in sports. 33 football players were fined for over $700,000. Okay? This is monumental. Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Helmet comes off. <laughs> I mean, I have never seen I 
have never seen anything like it. But when helmets come off, flags are immediately thrown. But it didn't stop there. It started the greatest tailgating trend of hitting pinatas with helmets ever. Thank you. Miles Garrett. I'm <laughs> Thank you, Miles Garrett. Thank you for being a criminal, Thank Miles you. Garrett. <laughs> the NFL's low point is dead time. <laughs> my, my second greatest moment in domination sports <laughs> is... I forgot that he said that his favorite sports moments are domination, but that doesn't... <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., guys. I don't care who you are, what team you root for, that changed the sport of football forever. Okay? That sped the game up. I think that's where Tyree Kill came from. Okay? Here's what I'm trying to say, fellas. From that moment forward quarterback started chucking the ball and the game was officially sped up more interesting and we just see one-handed catches all the time now it's such a frequent thing that there's literally a button on madden to make one-handed catches okay the the game of football was changed forever but let me take you to the greatest moment in sports history. I'm taking you back to 2015. The Royals? Not wow. the Royals. The other side of the league. The Cardinals did nothing in 2015. Nope. Blue Jays Rangers. Oh, that's not, Bautista. That's not that. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about that? The greatest moment in sports. They're down. They're up two to three on the Rangers in the 2015 ALDS. Bautista hits the biggest home run I have ever seen. I mean, it was complete and utter domination. And he had the greatest backflip of all time. And from that day forward, every little kid that hit a home run threw his bat. And you can't ask for any more impact on sports than when you start a trend like that. Thank you, Jose Bautista, for changing baseball. Yeah, I can't. I, Jaden, thanks so much for bringing that up. I cannot believe I forgot about that. The mini-nap, I think I mentioned this, was it last week? I think I did. Uh, or this might have been something I don't know but the Minneapolis Miracle and that home run by Jose Bautista just cemented my love for sports so much so just thank you for bringing that up I would like to add that Slash on the Minneapolis Miracle with the Jose Bautista. Let's not forget that Elvis three. Andrews had three errors that inning that let Bautista hit that home run. Yes. Oh, yes. Ter- so. Terrible baseball, but that home run was awesome. <laughs> I, I I completely forgot about my top my third moment. This would replace the kick six. Uh, how about the obstruction call to end the World Series in 2000? Oh, the Red Sox World Series. Or the Red Sox. Um, uh, no, that was, that was Rangers Cardinals again. Obstruction call, wasn't it? No, I, I was no, it was with um, 13. it was oh, who yeah. was it? Who was it? You're right. Was it Matt Pedroia Adams? No, 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 no. Yeah, Pedroia. Alan Craig. It was Craig. Yeah, that's what it yeah, was. Alan Craig. You're yes, right. My bad. He, yes, and the obstruction call at third base. He couldn't get up and was thrown out of the plate. But there was yes, that was pretty legit too. That was definitely my third one. I, I completely forgot about that. Alrighty, well, with that, all right, move on to the last segment of the of the morning it's the top five athletes in the sports world so and why don't i start us oh, off since i ended us off last oh, time okay well okay. Okay. let's okay. hear it big guy. okay can we, okay Let, let's explain it first this is these are our favorite athletes these aren't the best athletes or who we think are the best that's for another day these are yes, the people sir. that we thought are our favorite athletes uh some of us did all time some of us did current uh, we'll just kind of let you know as we go, but Jay, take it away. So I spent all last night brainstorming for this, and guys, I don't usually prepare my speeches, no, as you, you guys don't. know. No, you I'm do sure not. I speak from the heart, but <laughs> these, you, what you have to understand, the picks were from the heart. The evidence is going to show I'm right, okay? So let me just start off with 
my number five greatest athlete of all time. I saw him on TV last night while I was watching Family Feud and a commercial arguing with the tiger from Frosted Flakes. <laughs> he has a doctoral degree in education. He was at 10 years old, six foot four. Do you not know the tiger from the Frosted Flakes commercial's name? Tony the Tiger. At 10 years old, he was six foot four. At 13, he was six foot six and wore a size 17 shoe. This man had a marvelous acting job in Space Jam. Oh my lord. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> can, can we take a quick second right here? And I'll just say this. When we do our predictions, for the, you know, games every week. Jaden does not prepare. He has no stats to back up what he says, and he just randomly spits stuff out. This dude just like spit out facts about Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> to, to justify his decision. I'm passionate this week. Number four, greatest athlete of all time. I mean, if you check the tapes from all the sports. Check the tapes from all the sports. He's there. Bo Jackson, number four. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, great. Great, great. Now, day. here's the one where I thought I'd get a little controversy, but if I, I want to put you guys there. I'm going to tell you a story. Yes, sir. He started playing football in high school. He immediately gets a full-ride scholarship to play at Miami University, but then had a career-ending back injury. He then lost he lost <laughs> his way and made his way into Canadian football. Oh my which God. is not good. No. But why? He oh my why? God. But then he quits and comes back as a wrestler. <laughs> oh my god. Now, not only did he become a wrestler, but then he won. Most importantly, people's Magazine's sexiest man alive, Dwayne Johnson. Great athlete. If there is one guy I could look like in life, it would be Dwayne Johnson. So you can't tell me he's not one of the greatest athletes of all time. All right. Okay, this list is shocking. <laughs> My number Jayden, two. I'm loving this single, list. Like, I'm loving this list. <laughs> I'm so happy about this list. My, my number two. Okay, at the beginning of his junior year in 1996 at Burlington High School, he was the third string quarterback. In, in the first game of the season, his coach put in the first and second string for a combined 12 yards in a season opening loss. Then he brought in my hero, who threw for 308 yards, even though he had never played an organized football game in his life. This man received all-state recognition in baseball, golf, and tennis. He was a three-sport all-state athlete. He was the only other quarterback than Tom Brady to replace Drew Bledsoe. Um, <laughs> he is a sensational announcer and predicted the outcome of the Super Bowl this year in week 12. Folks, Tony Romo. The greatest quarterback of all time. Why, we, why do we keep clapping? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm very I'm much enjoying one. this list, Jaden. But guys, we all know. We all know who's number one. Back this up. Let me don't take you it. Don't say it, to don't say it. the greatest athlete <laughs> of all time. He eats 12,000 calories of food a day. He has a six foot eight inch wingspan. One time he used soap in the dishwasher instead of detergent and was up to his knees in bubbles. <laughs> okay. He, when he first learned to swim, he had to learn to backstroke because he was scared of putting his head underwater. He keeps his medals and an old t-shirt inside a makeup bag. And if he were an individual country, he would rank 32nd 
on the all-time medal count. 28 medals, 23 gold. What? Michael Phelps, the prime athlete and my American hero. Thank you, Michael Phelps. Wow. You make America what it is every time the Olympics come around. Did you just Except not this. include Tua? Tua will be on the list. He has oh, to. He, he has, has, to, has to, earned his rights. I mean, I can't put him up with Tony Romo and Michael Phelps and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, he sure do talk about him. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, Bo Jackson. Like those. Are, wow. Those are the. Those greats. are the real guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like that list, Jaden. I'll be honest with you. That was pretty good. All right. I'll go next because my list is. Unfortunately, has one of the same members on it, so I feel bad now. Um, so, number five, starting it off real nice, is and this is going to come up as a little bit of a surprise, and he's just now recently one of my favorite athletes is Laurent Duvernay Tardif. The man, yes, sir. He he played really well with the Chiefs, but I like him because he he really knew what to do, or he really knew what was out of the best interest of the people and yes, of sir. his team as well as other people. Many of you may know, but some of you might not. Uh, the, the Chiefs uh, player is also a, a medical doctor, and so this year he sat out of the NFL season to go and actually work with COVID patients instead of playing football, Respect. which is takes a, a, a whole nother level of awareness and just wherewithal to understand what's going on in the world. Canadian. Yeah, so, you know, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated exactly. as you know, Man of the Year. That's exactly. Cool. So, Laurent Duvernay, attorney f- number five. All right, number four. And, you know, I've never really recognized this guy as one of my, as one of my favorite athletes, but the more I learned about him and the more I learned about how he played, um, I had to go with it. Is number four, Derek Jeter. Um, Ooh, oh, okay. You know, okay. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm Didn't see that anything but a Yankees fan. No, sir. Not like the Yankees at all. But this stat may come to surprise you, but Derek Jeter, in the entirety of his career, never once got ejected from a game. Wow. Really? Never. Respect. Wow. So, and, that, that. and that takes a ton. I mean... I mean, sure, there are a ton of other guys that have never been ejected from a game, but none that have made such an impact as Derek Jeter did on the game for all of America and also for minorities around the world, just being able to play a game like that to the caliber that he did. the entire His entire career with the Yankees, a first-time ballot Hall of Famer, in, like an insane career, and he did it with the utmost respect. I mean, you see it right there. Never was ejected from a game, so that means he never mouthed off to umpires or did anything that was incorrect. Never suspended as well, so he never did anything against the rules. No PEDs, anything like that. So, so yeah, he's coming in number four. So you got to, you got I mean, as much as I hate the Yankees, he was the face of baseball for years. Exactly. True. Exactly. Yes. A lot of respect for him. Number two, number two, Derek Jeter. Okay, number three, my third one, and. I thought I was really going to be coming in hot with this one because no one else was going to do it, but then Jaden ranked him as his number one. Michael Phelps, <laughs> this man, is insane. He's absolutely insane. You, uh, Jaden pointed out nicely, he's got 28 gold medals. Like, what? Like, literally, literally there are countries you can add together and they don't have a fraction. 30 seconds yes. if he were a country. I know, if Michael Phelps was his own country. And I am honestly a fan of swimming in the Olympics. It's super underrated. Not a lot of people watch it. It's honestly really fun to watch. So, um, during the last couple of Olympics, you like to watch, I like, love to watch his swimming, and he's co- he's overcome a lot of adversity as well. He's had problem with the with the substances, and he had to get back into swimming, which would be so hard in the and like you because you always for swimming you always have to be practicing like i know swimmers now that like literally spend three hours a day swimming yes to get good and they're not even like anywhere as close as michael phelps so to come back from substance abuse and be able to come back and still win gold medals be the best in the world literally insane number two overall and this this came at a time where so much controversy within the nfl and the Chiefs. Oh. We had lost three straight playoff games because of dumb things. I can only think yes, about true. 
losing to the Colts after having Ballin an immensely thirty-eight to ten. Oh gosh, losing to the Titans because of the Marcus Mariota pass to himself. Oh, no. And just so many things that it compounded. It's a field goal game. Yes. And the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes. And the and, world changed. And the, and the world changed. And I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready. In all honesty, I wasn't ready. I was I was in love with this, this player because he just he embodied the Chiefs' spirit <laughs> as one of the best quarterbacks in the Chiefs' organization, even though he didn't actually get to do what he set out to do. He was in the MVP race at like 36. Exactly, exactly. This man could scramble outside the pocket, throw accurately. I mean, I remember the 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 checkdowns were insane. Yes, and that's when they had him. He could throw the checkdowns. He could throw deep. He could throw deep. He threw deep to Hill. Exactly. So, (laughs) and this man, he... If he threw an interception, it was almost never his fault. This guy was so patient in the yes. pocket. Alex Smith, my number two pick. Yes, my sir. second favorite player of all time. Massive and respect. Tight and massive comeback. Yes. This and season. so, yes. and if you've been listening to the show, you know I have so much pride in my liking of Alex Smith. You um, had him winning the Super yes. Bowl. Yes, I literally had him. <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. Had him, not the team. Had him. <laughs> True. And you know what? He went off. He, he the the Chiefs let him go or they, or they didn't let him go they just didn't resign him after they saw how good Mahomes was um, went to play with Washington and literally broke his leg and was gonna die because of his leg injury came back won the division with the Washington football team yes, he doesn't sir. even have a mascot came in halfway through the season pulled it together got a couple wins off couldn't overcome the the page or I mean the the Buccaneers because he didn't play and went five and one to exactly I mean that. Taylor Heineke was good with the Washingtons but no 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 comparison to Alex Smith true and then lastly my, my most favorite player of all time stayed stayed with the Royals the entirety of his career started up as a third baseman coming out of Nebraska an insane defender all time Alex Gordon yes and sir. we talked about it there. Um, for a second with his home run in the World Series and it was he just he just played with so much integrity for the game. He I never I don't think I ever saw him get ejected either, but I mean he probably did. Oh he got ejected he, he, once. Yeah, he, he, the time uh, Alex Gordon got ejected, I remember that. It was it was pretty funny. So I mean but but he was a stand up guy. I, I mean, you see this three time a three time all star, which isn't great. He, he the thing was the thing I love about Alex Gordon was you can see players like Mike Trout and like Aaron Judge and Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis, and they're all they are very good players. But people like them because they're really good. I like Alex Gordon because he wasn't always that good, but he was always the starting left fielder for the Royals after sure. he made the transition. Because managers Ned Yost and this year Mike Matheny, they, they they trusted him. They trusted him as the as the, the veteran leader. I mean, he played 13 years with the Royals. Three-time All-Star, World Series champion, an eight-time Gold Glove Award winner, and he also won the Platinum Glove twice. And so you know this guy is an absolute, like just a, a great defender. He won the he won the Gold Glove in left field four years in a row from 11 to 14. The four more years, 17 to 20. And you know there's not many other people that can match his integrity for the sport and also for the city. Um, he did wonders for Kansas City. I actually got to meet Alex Gordon one time at one of my brother's baseball games. He was just there with his son, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is kind of insane. Uh, I have two Alex Gordon jerseys. One of my favorite players, the, my favorite player of all time, even though he was never great. Definitely, probably not a Hall of Famer. Uh, the Royals Hall of Famer for sure, but you know, he just he, he brought so much to my love of the sport. So there you go. Nice. I love that list, Cole. Yes. Here we go. I'll go next. Coming in at number five mentioned him earlier in the show and you know his name's Trevor Story and he came up as a rookie and just went off his first you know week insane hit like I don't know I think Zach mentioned it was like nine homers and six games or something like that but I don't know why he was just a really cool guy a really cool player he wasn't this huge prospect or anything but he come up and he made himself a superstar and he's a great shortstop he is going to get a huge contract in a year or so. And, you know, I'm, I started liking the Rockies. And they were, you know, top three favorite Probably teams for Colorado. Years. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, yeah, but they were top three team for a couple of years, and now you know they just traded Arenado, and Story's probably going to be gone. But you know, I still love Trevor Story, and he's the one player I will look through baseball and I will go and find how he's doing every single day and every year he's like my second pick for fantasy baseball because I have to have him on my team so he, he comes in at number five number four another guy I've mentioned earlier because one of the reasons I love football Stefan Diggs and funny story he's on the bills now and he had a great year I'm very happy for him and Josh Allen and but <laughs> At the Chiefs game, AFC Championship, I was, you know, kind of going off on Stefan Diggs because I was like, I'm sorry, get off my field. You're not better than Kelsey. You're not better than Hill. If Hill, you know, had as many catches as you do, he'd have more yards. And Kelsey, if he was a wide receiver, he'd have more yards. But he's a tight end, so they just don't use him like that. But I love I love Stefan Diggs. And, you know, I was kind of going off on him at the game, and I told my parent, my dad, who was there with me, and I was like, you know, I, I, I like Stefan Diggs. He's like, well, sure doesn't look like it. But, Dad, I do like Stefan Diggs. I just ranked him in my top five, so thank you. Number three. Hardly any of you will know this, man. But since they drafted him in the third round in 2017, he's been my favorite player on the Chiefs. Tano Passanio. Yes. What sure. a stud. He is huge. He plays on, he's a defensive end. He's a great player. He just does everything. He blocks field goals, blocks extra points. He gets sacks. He's all over the field. He was in pass coverage in last year's playoff game and just annihilated one of the receivers. He was going up for a pass and just swatted the ball out of the air. It was insane. And I was like, holy cow, this dude's a beast. And his name is just awesome. It starts with a K, by the way. It's Passanio. It starts with a K. And if they had him, I would get a jersey of Tano Passanio. I might create one myself. So he ranks number three because it's probably, you know, of course, there's Mahomes, there's Kelsey, there's Hill, but that's boring. I'm not going to be one of those boring guys who likes one of them. No, Tano Passanio is my favorite player on the Chiefs. Coming in at number two, the only reason I watch basketball, and I'm not a bandwagon. I didn't jump on the train, you know, when he got super good and was a superstar and won MVP. No, my favorite NBA player is James Harden. Oh. 2K12 of the NBA, J.K. Harden, J.K. Harden, sorry, (laughs) James Harden, he was like 80-something overall, but that dude does not miss a three in that game. I would play against my brother, and wow, he just made three after three after three, and all I did was pass to him and shoot a three, and it, it worked every time, so I got invested. And he can pull off a fat suit. Yeah, he can. And I got invested, and he's my favorite player in the NBA, and he's a beast now, and he plays on the Nets, and, you know, I'm hoping they win the championship just to get him a ring because he deserves it. And I know a lot of people, you know, kind of don't like him, but whatever. He's number two on my list because he's my favorite NBA player. And, you know, I just, the beard, oh. The beard. Oh, man, that looks good. So, yeah, he's number two. And then to steal from Cole, my number one is Alex Gordon. Oh, my gosh. Both of you? Yes. If you're a Royals fan, a recent Royals fan, your number one has to be Alex Gordon. And I, I, I don't care that I'm stealing it from Cole. My number one is Alex Gordon. Yes, He's sir. been my number one yes, since he got on the team, since I was, you know, could know what a player was on the Royals. So that's my number one. And his home run... Oh, man, what a moment. What a moment. Just, it doesn't get better than that. He's just, like Cole said, he's a great guy, has a great family, does a lot for the community, has all those awards, and, you know, I'm happy we got him a World Series. It's unfortunate we didn't have fans to send him off this year, but I'm sure he'll be back. And not many players get their number retired, but he'll have his number retired for the Kansas City Mark Royals. my words, he will come back as some sort of coaching assistant. Or something, be surprised. The something in the organization. So there's my number one. But yeah, Trevor Story, Stefan Diggs, Tano Passanio, James Harden, and Alex Gordon. That's my top five. 
All right, so I feel like my top five are pretty predictable. Uh, off air, Jaden was able to guess four of the top five. So I think I'm very clear in who my favorite athletes are. Uh, and I'm doing my favorite current athletes, my two favorite athletes of all time. Marcus Allen and August Smith. I have tons of their jerseys. Those are the two that are my two favorites of all time. But currently, uh, we got number five, Jalen Ramsey. You know, I just love the way he plays the game. I love to see a, cor- a corner that quarterbacks are scared to throw to. Dude never gets targeted. He shuts down an entire side of the field. Uh, yes, he had a rough game against Devonta Adams, but that was his first game all year where he's really kind of struggled against a top-tier receiver. Um, he's always all-pro, first or second team, one of them, uh, and he's just a dominant force on the football field. Number two, or number four, the sole reason that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year and are contenders this year changed the way the defense was. Our defense sucked on the home's first year. We had to score at least 39 to 40 points a game if we were going to pull it off. This dude came in and he changed the way the defense was ran. He's an LSU guy. I love LSU. I always said if I could play for any college football team in the nation, it would be LSU, even though I'm a Texas a and fan. Go Tigers. They're so cool. I love the way he carries himself. I love that he brings, he lives where he's from. You know, he, you can tell he's a dude from New Orleans. Like, he is just a cool guy. Dirty you know? Dan. No, the honey badger, Tyron. <laughs> Dude, and my favorite video I've seen of him, I don't know if y'all have seen this, in the snow against uh, the Broncos, the receiver literally catches when the ball and it out. grabs it and punches it. Yeah, that was super cool. The coolest football video I've ever seen. Uh, number three, this is my favorite current baseball, well, not my favorite current baseball player. This one is um, a guy that, one of my favorite first baseball memories that I have, not my first because my other guy is my first. This is my second baseball memory I have. Um, 2006, I was five years old. I didn't even know who it was at this time, um, but that was, I remember watching the game and I remember watching the rain come down on the Mets and the Cardinals. Uh, and it was a big game. I didn't know what it was, but I remember watching that rain and I thought it was so cool that they were playing in the rain and going back and watching it, watching Carlos Beltran in the bottom of the ninth inning in the NL, game seven of the NLCS with the bases loaded, Adam Wainwright, this guy that nobody knows who he is, comes in and strikes out the Carlos Beltran uh, to win the series. So Adam Wainwright is definitely my number three person on this list. I thought you were going to say Carlos Beltran. <laughs> no. We were expecting not. a Carlos I was expecting Beltran. it, honestly. Carlos Beltran's not a bad player. He's cool. I know, I love Carlos Beltran too, but he went to New York automatically. Ooh. Put you down in my book. Uh, number two. This guy, the reason this guy is number two is because I wanted to beat him when I was younger. I had three of his jerseys. I really, the way I play baseball is based off of him. Throw one pitch as hard as you can, and then throw an ethos on the next one. I had three of his jerseys growing up. I switched my allegiance for two years because a member of this team's front office came into my preschool class and gave us baseball cards when I was four years old. And I thought this was the coolest yeah, thing ever. Yeah, when you played for the Royals, this guy exactly. Had the same name I had. And <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing when I was four years old. I start watching him, and I'm like, you know what? I love that he hits home runs and he just throws as hard as he can, and then he lobs the ball in there. So that's what I like shaped who I was. I had a, t- a really slow curveball, and I would just chuck it as hard as I can. That's all I did for baseball, and that's what he does. He goes up to the plate, and he's home run or nothing, and that's what I feel like. I, how I feel like I play baseball. <laughs> he has made me not hate the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Astros, no. the Diamondbacks. Every single time he goes to a team, I hate them a little bit less, and I hated the Dodgers before this. But... My number two athlete of all time, my favorite baseball player, Zach Greinke. He's just wow. a phenomenon. Have you seen that video where he like literally calls the pitches from the mound yes. and he still gets the guys out? Like it's insane. Yeah. I was surprised that Jaden didn't get that one. But did I you see the one video of him calling the pitch and, and then he home run? <laughs> when I was six years old, there's videos of me saying how much I love Zach Greinke. Yeah. There are videos of that. I love it. I love it when he just is like throws a pitch. He's like. Ooh! Every yes. time, he just grunts. Yes. Uh, 
Like and, this, you know, because he's throwing it as hard as he can. Suicide awareness and social anxiety. He has a lot of programs with that. Yeah, he does do a good job. I think that's and it's the stuff that he struggles and he's been over, able to overcome that and still have a great career. Cy Young winner, um, for the Gold Glove winner. You're right. Gold Glove Silver Slugger winner as well. Yeah, he was. Cy Young winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one. Uh, he's a future Hall of Famer in my opinion. Easy. I think he's got a good shot at the Hall of Fame. He's got to win. And number one, uh, the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. Uh, he won out, which is something that's very hard to do. And he should have won a championship the year before he retired, but uh, NASCAR changed its rules, and he was unable to win the championship that year. And that's Jeff Gordon. I mean, that's NASCAR driver of all time. I'm not gonna. I have a piece of his tire from the last time he won at the Kansas City track in my room. I literally have a piece of his tire hanging on the wall. Nice. It's a square one by one inch piece of tire hanging on the wall in my room. I kid you not. And that's my favorite athlete of all time. And those of you who say that NASCAR drivers are not athletes, they have no power steering. The cars get up to 154 degrees on the inside, and the average driver loses 15 pounds of water weight a race. Right, and so they don't have a bathroom. Respect. And they don't have a bathroom. They don't need it when they're sweating it all off. <laughs> that's a fair point. That is my favorite athlete. So what do y'all think about that list? I liked it. It was a little change of pace, a little different. You had some cool reasons for yours. So, yeah, it was pretty good. The cranky aspect uh, sold me. I'm, I'm a cranky guy, too. I can't believe it. But I'm I don't, I don't care what team he plays for. I'm a, I'm a fan of him, not the team. I don't care. Like the Dodgers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was a Royals fan for two years when I was yes, younger. Sir. That's just yes, because sir. Zach Granke was on the team, and I thought he was the coolest guy. Zach, do you remember our little moment with Danny Duffy, though? Yeah, that, that was pretty pitching. cool. And then he got a DUI the next year, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up this week. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Alrighty. Well, we'll be seeing you next week for more Super Bowl stuff as well as the giveaway. Some neat, not neat, as well as, you know, some other random sports stuff going in there as well. Adios. Sayonara. Au revoir. And goodbye from MVP Podcasts.